coronavirus has escalated. In today's episode, I have tried to gather as much information from different sources, highlighting the key factors and what's changed today with coronavirus. Specifically, in the announcements that we've been giving about Ontario. And so in this episode, I know we've been bombarded with news about the coronavirus. I hope that you will be fascinated with some of the stuff that I've been able to unearth about COVID-19. And with that, I know that I'm repeating what a lot of others are saying. Uh, But it seems like things have changed for the worse, uh, especially in the region of Canada right now and in many parts of the world. And so I thought, why not update you on what's going on within the world as well? And maybe a little glimmer of hope that we can find. So with that being said, this is the only podcast hosted none other than by me, Kevin Hope. And you are currently listening to A Mention with Kevin. And so in this episode of the podcast, episode 55, I will give you an update and some new scientific research in the fight against coronavirus. Of course, I am reporting today, which is March 17th, 2020. And the news and the hope that we've been given is from the country where this virus first stemmed from. China has given the go-ahead for researchers to begin human safety tests of an experimental coronavirus vaccine in the race to develop a shot against COVID-19, the pandemic that has killed more than 7,000 people worldwide. So uh, I read some articles and it goes on to say that researchers at the China Academy of Military Medical Sciences, uh, which is also affiliated with the Chinese People's Liberation Army, uh, had the approval today to launch early stage clinical trials of the vaccine for this week. Uh, There's also been scientists in the United States uh, who talked about on Monday that they were ready for clinical trials for a vaccine developed by the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases and the U.S. biotech firm Moderna. So, uh, details in the Chinese clinical trial registration database show that a phase one test will examine whether the experimental shot is safe for humans, and it aims to recruit 108 healthy people to take part between March 16th and December 31st. Um, so they will enlist the help of Hong Kong's listed biotech firm, CanSino Biologics, uh, and experts of the World Health Organization say that they don't expect a fully tested and approved vaccine from either the United States or China until the middle of next year. And so we're going to have to wait a little bit uh, for in order for this vaccine to be developed either by the United States or China. And so the race is on. But this does provide a little bit of hope. 
that these countries are pouring a lot of their resources and they have some of the best biotech industries working on trying to find a solution for this virus to prevent the needless deaths of the elderly and others who are have compromised immune systems during this time. Uh, so hopefully we will see more news uh, regarding this. We'll see more support from other countries as well in this type of research. And it's just a hope for all of us that we're going to see uh, a vaccine coming soon for this and that um, hopefully that we won't see any more progression from this virus and with some other strategies we're able to at this moment contain it or slow it down at the best. So with that little bit of hope I wanted to move our podcast back to the updates about what has gotten worse from COVID-19. So how has the virus progressed in Canada? How have things gotten worse? And what strategies are we now implementing to stop this virus? As the world continues to ramp up for the response against COVID-19, our Prime Minister Justin Trudeau reiterated today that his government will provide financial help for Canadians abroad who are trying to return home. There was a lot of speculation as well on whether the government would offer support, financial support for those workers who are not um, allowed to come back to work in order to quell um, environments that may spread this virus. But despite praising Ontario Premier Doug Ford's declaration of a state of emergency, a move which was soon followed by Alberta, Justin Trudeau said there is no reason to do a state of emergency for a federal level at this time. So he's just talking about financial aid right now, and we're just going to be uh, in a state of alert right now. Nothing in terms of sh shutdowns or lockdowns have occurred within Canada and any of the provinces, and federally, things have remained the same. Like I was saying before, Global Affairs Canada has set up an emergency loan program offering individuals up to $5,000 to help in their struggle to secure flights home. The Canadian Federation of Independent Business said Tuesday, or today, they expect 25% of businesses won't be able to survive one month's closure. One business that is struggling with uh, what is going on in the world and coronavirus right now is WestJet. The Calgary-based airline WestJet says it will be suspending all commercial international and trans-border flights for a 30-day period refocusing its efforts on repatriation flights for Canadians stuck abroad. The company said tickets from the, uh, for the period beginning March 23rd will no longer be available for sale, and its final commercial scheduled flight will be Sunday night. After that, the airline will be operating rescue and repatriation flights in partnership with the Canadian government. Public Safety Minister Bill Blair said starting Wednesday, Extra measures are being put on places at airports to ensure people returning to Canada aren't spreading the coronavirus anymore. While only Canadian citizens are permi permitted, and for now U.S. citizens, will be allowed to enter the country. Each person will be asked if they have a cough, difficulty breathing, or if they feel they have a fever. They will also be required to fill out a form 
as well as acknowledge they will be asked to self-isolate for the next 14 days. The travel restrictions come as Ontario records its first fatality today. Though, we'll talk about this a little bit later, it is being investigated by coroners. While British Columbia reports four deaths related to COVID-19, bringing Canada's toll to five. The death in BC stemmed from an outbreak at the Lynn Valley Care Centre, a long-term facility in North Vancouver. As Ontario declared its province-wide state of emergency, uh, one of the orders issued was the prohibition of organized public events of more than 50 people, including, including services within places of worship until March 31st. Public libraries and movie theaters will also be closed until that date as well as bars, restaurants, and though they can still offer takeout services during this time. Uh, on Monday, our Premier of Ontario, Doug Ford, urged people not to panic by saying that he's been in touch with major retailers about supply chains. There's plenty of food and household essentials to go around, the Premier said. So a lot of people, as you know, have been really bothered by what is going on within the coronavirus outbreak um, and because of this this panic has kind of caused a frenzy of panic buying where they're uh, buying up supplies in attempts to kind of prepare for the future and unfortunately this has left a lot of other supplies like toilet paper water um, and some other uh, produce um, empty shelved in many grocery stores so to continue on, we're going to do a little summary of what is going on around the world. And I'm just going to start ourselves off by hitting up Ontario. Like I said before, Ontario confirmed its first COVID-19 related death in the province, a man in his 70s who was in close contact with an infected person. So, um, like I said, this, this matter is being investigated by a coroner. It's not positively checked that this man died due to coronavirus he had other health complications and um, had been had some other infections that have been occurring within his medical treatment uh, but he did test positive with coronavirus so the coroners are trying to determine if it was indeed the disease that caused the fatality in this instance and we will learn about this as the week uh, comes to an end all casinos in Ontario in the province are being closed and Metrolinx, the transit service, is reducing services starting later this week. In Ottawa, the, top, the city's top doctors recommend that people cancel events and avoid going out for non-essential reasons taking place in the city. So what about elsewhere? Well, how's Europe doing right now? And what has Italy uh, progressed from its outbreak? Italy, the second hardest hit nation after China in the world's coronavirus pandemic, has announced new figures that show it has one third of the world's total deaths from the new virus. The country added more than 3,500 new positive cases Tuesday, bringing its overall total to 31,506. In addition, another 345 people with the virus have died bringing Italy's total deaths to 2,503. In the United Kingdom, authorities have urged all residents to avoid unnecessary contact with others 
that people in the most vulnerable groups should be isolated for almost three months. Britain has confirmed 1,543 confirmed cases and 53 virus-related deaths. Ireland is expected the number of cases there to skyrocket within the next few weeks. Prime Minister Leo Varadkar said he expects to see 15,000 cases by the month's end, up from the current 223. And he has advised against all non-essential overseas travel. As many countries have implemented, they have done the same by closing schools, universities, childcare centers, and bars. France's government is pledging 45 billion euros in aid for small businesses hurt by the spread of the coronavirus. France now has more than 6,600 cases of the virus, including 148 deaths. Lithuania, the cargo truck line on the border to enter to Poland, stretched 60 kilometers long this Tuesday today after Poland closed its borders to foreigners. Greece is imposing a compulsory 14-day quarantine on anyone entering the country and extending shop closures to fight the spread of corona. Madrid faces its third day of lockdown on Tuesday over the coronavirus. Spain, the fourth most infected country in the world, has been imposing a partial lockdown since Saturday night, allowing people to leave their homes only to go to work, buy food, or visit the pharmacy or hospital. It says the death toll rose by 182 overnight to 491 this morning. The number infected topped 10,000 for the first time and now sits at 11,178. How is Asia dealing with this? Well, India says it will bar all passengers, including its own Indian citizens, from entering the country on flights from European the European Union, Turkey, and the United Kingdom beginning Wednesday, tomorrow. In the Philippines, the stock exchange was closed with no trading after the president placed a northern part of the country, including Manila, under quarantine. Sri Lanka says it will add more quarantine centers to help fight the coronavirus. Um, so they, Sri Lanka has confirmed also that 28 cases with 28 cases of the virus with no deaths so far. And one of the hardest hit countries in Asia, South Korea, besides China, officials reported a downward trend in the new infections for the third day in a row today. There are 84 new cases today, bringing the country's total of infections to 8,320. A total of 81 people have died in the country after six more deaths were reported today, most of them older with underlying disease. Again, South Korea has further postponed the beginning of the new school year by two weeks to protect students from the virus. So what can you do to prevent coronavirus? What can you do in these times to help those who are in need of help, to help your family, uh, to take preventative measures and be safe with those around you? Well, the government has laid out some very specific and very helpful guidelines on their website. The first thing the federal and provincial public health leaders have recommended is that anybody traveling from outside of Canada 
self-isolate for 14 days. They've said some of the uh, strategies we should implement are avoiding non-essential gatherings, avoiding greetings such as handshakes where, where we have contact, not going to crowded places such as concerts, arenas, festivals, limiting our contact with people at higher risk, like older people and those in poor health, and keeping a social distance of two arm's lengths or approximately two meters. It's always important that we remember to wash our hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. When coughing or sneezing, cough into a tissue or sneeze or the bend of your arm if you don't have a tissue ready. And avoid touching your eyes and nose, mouth with unwashed hands. If you have any symptoms of the COVID-19 virus, the first step is to contact your healthcare provider or local public health agency by email or telephone. You can see on the government's website what some of the symptoms include. I believe just uh, viewing from some other sources that the most common symptom is a high fever, a dry cough, and uh, from what I've seen as well, uh, a sore throat. So with that, I urge all of you to take special precautions during this time. Again, think about others and be selfless when dealing with this coronavirus. We have a lot of people who are vulnerable during this time. I think it's important that we think about their safety and the safety of all of us together. I want to thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. If you guys want to check out any more of my work, you remember you can check it out at YouTube by typing in Kevin Hobie or Studio Kevin. Uh, and if you want to ask me a question or request a special, uh, you know, um, question or piece of advice or story, you can tweet me at Kevin underscore Hobie. And I will see you guys on the next one. Remember to brush your teeth and floss and be safe during this time, guys. Good night.